Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in once again to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central staff writer Colin Taylor. Colin was at the Will Muschamp press conference today. And, Colin, it was the longest midweek press conference of the season for Will Muschamp. He went for about 26 minutes today. Yeah, he uh, liked to go a little long today, but, you know, the more stuff he talks about, the more we get to talk about. So it's always a good thing. Yeah, that's right. He started with uh, injuries. We could do a full podcast on a Gamecock injury update. Zach Bailey is out again this week. Corey Helms will be evaluated on Thursday. We should know more about him then. Steven Montak will practice Wednesday, as will Anton Wilder. And Mushamp said that Dante Sawyer practiced on Tuesday. So injuries mounting for the Gamecocks right now. Right, and as, you know, one guy gets fully healthy, another guy goes down. So you have Dante Sawyer coming back, and then Bryce Allen Williams gets hurt. Um, It's not a good situation at all for South Carolina. You never want to see guys get injured, um, especially guys that contribute as much as South Carolina's guys did with Bryce Nyland Williams and Debo Samuel, things like that. And, um, but the good news is that Stephen Montag seems to be getting healthy uh, when they need him the most. And um, hopefully things are looking up on the injury front, at least a little bit for South Carolina. Yeah, terrible injury news for the Gamecocks for the second week in a row when it was announced that Bryson Allen Williams will miss the remainder of the season. He will redshirt and return to South Carolina next year, but Muschamp said that he is scheduled for uh, surgery 6.30 Wednesday morning. And, you know, Muschamp said that uh, he had a discussion with Bryson about next year, and I think there was some consideration uh, given to possibly turning pro, but Bryson said that he loves being a Gamecock. He likes the direction the program is headed in, and he wanted to come back next year. Right, and I think as a head coach, you want guys like that in your program. Guys just love being a part of it. Um, love going out there and being with the, the faculty or the, the staff um, and guys that are going to be a positive influence on not only the guys on the team but some recruits as well. Um, I, I think if Will Muschamp could clone Bryson out willing to make 21 more of them to play, I think he would. I mean, that guy's been uh, nothing but a positive influence in South Carolina since he got to campus. Never. Um, so him coming back for his uh, short senior season is huge. Nevertheless, a devastating loss for the Gamecocks here in 2017. Colin, Bryson Allen Williams, so versatile, a top linebacker in the SEC. He can rush the quarterback. He can drop back into coverage. He's an outstanding tackler. So for the second week in a row now, the Gamecocks have lost, you know, one of their best players. It's just been a rough year so far for South Carolina with Debo Samuel going down last week and now Bryson Allen Williams out for the year. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously those two guys are huge playmakers. They're versatile. They can do a lot for South Carolina, but their leadership and experience is invaluable. Uh, those are guys that have been through it in the SEC. Uh, they've you know played top ten teams. They played uh, in big games in South Carolina, and uh, with especially on defense, with such a young group at linebacker and such a young team overall, losing guys that can calm me down on the sidelines or calm me down when you don't know what's really going on on the field. Um, you just lost a little bit of that with Bryson and uh, Debo going down. So it'll be interesting to see how those young guys like Sherrod Green and um, Keir Thomas and you know some of the younger defensive players that are just in maybe their second year in the program 
uh, how they react on the field when things maybe don't go their way in the first couple of plays of the game against Texas a So it should be interesting to watch. Muschamp was asked about Debo Samuel and is there a timetable for his return? And Muschamp said no, not yet. He said that he's undergoing bone stimulation and various treatment for the leg fracture that he suffered against Kentucky. And Muschamp said that we'll worry about Debo's timetable in a month or so. And the, the number that was always floated around by Debo uh, was that five to six weeks. And, you know, you think about that, and he's probably going to be out of his walking boot um, and back to running maybe five to six weeks, um, they hope. But it, it might be a stretch for this season. Um, if he does come back and his rehab goes well, then that's great for him. Um, and Will Mustang said if there's a chance that he could come back, he will. So it's really just a wait and see right now, and you got to hope that the, the, the fracture heals properly first before they start to do, it, to do anything. Right, and the Gamecocks won't take any chances with Debo. Uh, Colin, what are the chances that Debo goes pro at the end of the year? I mean, you got to look. I mean, he's, I think he's, he's a junior right now. He's got you know, one more year of eligibility left on his uh, plate. Um, and the DFL might be calling his name. Um, I, <clears throat> I certainly see a scenario where Debo Samuel uh, opts to leave for the NFL, but uh, Will Muschamp and that staff are known as recruiters, and this you know may turn into a recruiting job for him to see if they can get him to come back for one more year. Um, but I, I definitely see a likely scenario where he you know opts for the NFL and tries to test pro waters out a little bit. Yeah. Um, before you know, before making an ultimate decision. Yeah, you have to feel like Debo certainly will have a chance to go pro, but it could be a situation where, you know, returning for another year of college ball, he could improve his draft stock, and maybe that's something that'll be a factor as well. So it'll be interesting to see what Debo decides to do, and we'll continue to monitor his health as we move through the season here. Gamecock fans, hopefully, obviously hoping to get him back, but no guarantee at this point that that's going to happen. So in the wake of all these injuries, Colin, the Gamecocks have been forced to use, you know, a lot of backup players, players coming in to play more snaps, playing larger roles on both sides of the football. And a couple of those players that Muschamp talked about today uh, were Daniel Fennell and Brad Johnson. Fennell got his first career sack last week against Louisiana Tech. And Muschamp said that Brad Johnson, the freshman from Pendleton, will have to play more this week against Texas A&M. Brian, you know, Daniel Fennell was, Really, really good. He was, you know, not Bryce Now Williams just quite yet, uh, not as fast, but he sure, certainly showed signs of being a guy that you know could be very, very productive at Buck. Um, there was a play where he, there was a stunt, and he came right up the middle, and uh, I was terrified for the quarterback sitting in the press box just because he was running full speed, uh, untouched, coming to the line, and quarterback kind of panned a little bit. I think that's kind of his upside is rushing the quarterback and getting to him a little bit. Uh, and, you know, with, with Brad Johnson, the guy that really hasn't played a whole lot this year, um, has been used sparingly. Uh, but, uh, you know, a guy that the coaching staff's high on, and they think that he can help certainly in the run game. Uh, and you know, him and Aaron Sterling both are guys that they really think can um, come in and make an impact off the edge, stopping the run and uh, forcing teams to become one-dimensional. Uh, and another guy that uh, really kind of gets overlooked, I think, uh, is D.J. Wanham. Uh, had a really good freshman year, um, putting up pretty good numbers this year. Uh, told us today that he's probably going to have to start taking more of a coverage role uh, to kind of fill in where Bryce Miller Williams left off a little bit, you know, because he covered a lot. Um, so he's a guy that is probably going to see his role um, change a little bit. He'll still get the same amount of snaps, maybe a little bit more, 
but his role is going to shift just a tad with uh, Preston Williams out. Muschamp was asked about the team's record, and has he talked about that with his team? You know, South Carolina fortunate to get that one-point win over Louisiana Tech on Saturday, and they're now 3-1 and one on the year. Muschamp said, you know, each week is a season. He said, we don't talk about the past much, and this week the season is Texas A&M. An interesting matchup. Um, I think they're really focused. I think if they get too far ahead, they start to get bogged down uh, just because you're hitting the teeth of that schedule right now with all these injuries piling up. I mean, you got, you know, A&M and then a good Arkansas is coming to you, and then you should see right after that. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt, who's been playing pretty well, aside from last week against Alabama, uh, but then again, who plays well against Alabama anyway. Um, but you got a lot of tough games coming up, uh, and I think it's going to be hard if they start looking ahead even a week in advance. Um, it's going to be hard for them to achieve the goals they want to achieve. So I, I think it's a smart approach. I think, you know, focusing in on Texas A&M, the problems they present, um, very mobile quarterback, really good run game. Um, it is going to be huge for South Carolina and not too bogged down looking back at all the injuries that they have had or looking forward to maybe, you know, the, the teeth that that schedule comes in. Yeah, key three-week stretch for the Gamecocks with three conference games coming up, like Colin said, at Texas A&M, home against Arkansas, and at Tennessee before the bye week. Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Colin Taylor, our staff writer. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app that's on the App Store and on Google Play. It's a free app. It allows you to listen to our free podcast on your cell phone or mobile device. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. So, Colin, the Gamecocks are set now for a 7.30 kickoff, longest road trip of the year this Saturday at College Station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies, a team that dropped their opener to UCLA. They blew that huge lead in the opener against the Bruins out on the West Coast, but A&M appears to have righted the ship, and they beat Arkansas in overtime in a shootout this past Saturday at Jerry World in Arlington, Texas. Put 50 points on the board, and Muschamp says that this is the most explosive offense the Gamecocks have seen this year. Christian Kirk, the standout receiver for A&M, coming off a three-touchdown game in that win over Arkansas. And the A&M quarterback, Mond, ran for over 100 yards and passed for over 200. So the Gamecocks have got their hands full this weekend against an A&M team that South Carolina has not beaten ever. And uh, A&M 3-0 against South Carolina since coming into the SEC. Right, I think every South Carolina fan remembers that you know Texas A&M game uh, to open the SEC network. Um, not a great memory, but it was one where you know A&M kind of, I wouldn't say obliterated, but you know, you know, gashed South Carolina pretty heavily. Um, uh, on that, I want to say it was a Thursday night game, and you know, South Carolina's only been to Kyle Field once uh, out in College Station. Uh, it, it's a matchup we really don't know a whole lot about. These two teams really don't have history. Uh, you kind of don't know what to expect going into the game, just because you know, there are so many unknowns. Um, because A and M turned over a lot from last year, and South Carolina is still kind of in the stage of you know, young players still trying to get adjusted to the college game. Um, but it, it should be interesting. I mean, the key is obviously South Carolina's defense. Can they stop that explosive offense? Um, which, you know, probably the much of thinks that South Carolina's been really good at stopping the explosive play this year. Uh, you look at the Missouri game, they were able to do that. Um, and, you know, they've only had, given up a couple explosive plays over the course of the season so far. So if they can do that, I think, you know, Aiden's going to have a hard time, harder time scoring points uh, this week. 
A&M, a nine-point favorite over South Carolina. 7.30 kickoff Eastern time Saturday at Kyle Field. The game will be on the SEC Network. Colin, a huge three-week stretch for South Carolina. They're in pretty good shape at 3-1, and one, but with all the injuries, you know, the Gamecocks have got to weather this three-week storm, get to the bye week, see how healthy they can get for the second half of the season. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you can get out of, you know, this stretch, especially with one win, uh, that's huge. Uh, with, you know, Vanderbilt and Wofford still on the schedule to get you to six wins um, if you beat those two teams. So I think those are, you know, it, it's a huge stretch because you have obviously three conference games and then, uh, you know, a team in Tennessee that you, you know, beat last year. So it, it, it's it's huge. Um, you, you never want to lose in conference, and Mustang's model has always been beat the East and win the state, and you got a game against the East coming up in, in, a, in a few weeks after your two West opponents. Um, so every conference game is huge for South Carolina going forward, and, you know, they're, I think they're taking this pretty seriously. They're treating this as a huge game um, just because it is on the road and it's in prime time. So, uh uh, a big test this week for South Carolina. Plenty more coverage on this Texas A&M game to come this week on Gamecock Central Radio. Colin Taylor, thanks for your time today, bud. Absolutely appreciate it. All right, that's Colin Taylor, our staff writer with Gamecock Central, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.